to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of Pro Savvy Strategic Performance Agency. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Welcome to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of ProSavvy Strategic Performance Agency. Make sure to stick around to the end of the show, and we will reveal how you can be our next guest. So let's get started. Today, I'm here with Lisa Beyer, founder of the boutique agency, The Beyer Group, and creator of the magazine, Female Disruptors. Lisa Beyer is the author of her book and host of her podcast, Social PR Secrets, and is recognized as one of the top 40 digital strategists by the Online Marketing Institute. Lisa has spent over 10 years educating brands and marketers on the superpowers of using PR with SEO and social media. You can get insights and secrets on Lisa's marketing success in her modern PR secrets course and her free webinar of the month, Six Biggest PR Mistakes and How to Fix Them. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you. I feel like PR is such like a secret. (laughs) I mean, obviously, which is why you say secrets, but it's such like a hidden thing that everyone's like, I think I should have it, but how and why? (laughs) So I can't wait to hear just a little bit more about about what you do and like why. And can you tell us a little bit about what you do and, and why PR is important? Sure. So I've been an agency owner, a PR agency owner for about 20 years. And as of this year, I joined the, or actually before the whole great resignation started happening, Mm -hmm. I decided to resign from all of my clients. And um, instead of going one-to-one with PR and my secrets, I'm going one-to-many. So Mm -hmm. I created a course called Modern PR Secrets. Because um, you're right, public relations is kind of like this little, you know, gray area of what is it? Everybody has a different definition. But um, my definition is that um, public relations is when you attract earned media. So earned media could be getting featured on this podcast or getting featured in the news or getting quoted in Forbes or get your product um, featured in Vogue. And so it's considered third party credibility, third-party endorsement. So you're not advertising something. Somebody else is, is, you know, basically like giving you a thumbs up or using you as an expert source. So earned media is considered eight times more credible than advertising. Mm -hmm. And um, I like to recommend that public relations is, is, it is a form of marketing, but it's more of a business practice than it is just a marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. So public relations should be something that's always on that it's always there's always some sort of outreach happening because um the momentum builds and so public relations isn't effective when you try it for a short period of time or say hey let's just do pr this month and see how it goes so that's not going to work um ever and that's why people brands can get business owners can get frustrated by the results or um, you know, the lack of results from PR because it's not something that is a business practice where it's, it's, it's continue. It's just being done. Some sort of PR is being done every week. Yeah. Interesting. I um, have <clears throat> friends who started 
um, a skincare line and they worked with a, a PR agency and, and, you know, they got some really great write-ups in different magazines and, and different things, but they weren't seeing, I think the traction that they wanted to see. And they kind of did it in a short period of time. And then, you know, it was kind of as, as we are all do, you know, if you don't see the ROI that you're wanting, you're like, this is silly. Why am I doing this? So it's interesting to hear you say that, the, that it's a, it's a long play. It's a yeah. long play. And it's very similar to search engine optimization. So yeah. SEO is um, something that's very important that, you know, your website, all of your, you know, content on your website and even in social media should be optimized. Yeah. And when you talk to business owners and marketers, they, you know, everybody agrees that SEO is important and PR is important, critical. Um, but it's um, when you look at the budget that's dedicated to PR and SEO, typically it's um, lacking because mm-hmm. everyone wants to put the budget towards advertising, yeah. which is something that you get an immediate gratification from and you can get immediate results from, from advertising, but it's not the same type of results. So you can't buy social proof. You can't buy credibility. Yep. You can't buy authority. You can't buy trust. So mm-hmm. with PR, you that's something that you earn through getting the exposure in these different me, social media media outlets, which includes the media includes Google, the media yeah. includes social, the media yep. includes traditional media, and you know even audio media like like what we're doing right now. Right, right. Um, I love what I I had a conversation recently of of um, building social proof and that it is a long game and you got to earn it. And just exactly what you said, you can't, you can't, um, buy that in a sense. And then, and then absolutely the SEO part of like having those backlinks, you know, leading back to your backlinks, leading back to your, your website and how that continues to help over time. Right. So, so, uh, you know, for people who are listening, who are lost in the SEO sauce, which is like so much in there. It's really, you know, if you're, if you're on um, maybe someone's blog and you have a link that's on that blog and having that tied back to your website um, and, and how that really boosts and optimize your current website of having these live um, backlinks, that's the short version of that. There's a, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, so you're totally, you're totally right. So what made you kind of get into this line of work? Well, it was, you know, kind of goes back to high school. I was in yearbook and journalism. And then when I got to college, I was like, you know, I really loved that part of, um, you know, being part of that in high school. So PR was the closest thing that I could find, you know, in college. I looked at, you know, magazine curriculum and advertising, but I just really gravitated towards public relations and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of stuck to it and started my own agency very shortly after I graduated from college. So I've been an entrepreneur um, pretty much my, almost my whole professional life. Um, and, you know, for the first, you know, up until about 10 years ago, I really found PR to get, it was becoming quite boring and mm-hmm. it was the same old, same old. And it was very archaic because everybody was doing the same thing, pitching journalists who were the gatekeepers to sure. getting the editorial coverage. And then, you know, search and social came, came along and I had this like, aha moment of how PR can be such an influence on search and social and bringing that into the strategy. So that's what I've been doing. And I'm surprised that not more PR professionals and brands really recognize the power of combining the three into a strategy. Mm. And um, those that do, it's very powerful, but it's an education process. And 
Um, it's different than traditional PR. So it's, you know, educating clients, educating my team. And that's why I just decided this year to take, um, you know, I speak at a lot of conferences. I wrote a book about it. I have a podcast on it, but actually teaching a course that brands and, you know, small business owners and can figure out how to either do it themselves and, you know, start doing it themselves or have a better understanding. And when they're hiring a PR agency, what they really should be looking for and asking mm-hmm. the right questions and being yeah. participate, participating and engaging in that relationship. Because one of the other frustrations from being an agency owner, especially in PR, is that Um, you know, clients sign up and, you know, they have these great expectations, which are possible. But what happens is that they don't stay engaged and they don't stay part of the process. And Mm. you you can't just hire a PR agency and expect a magic wand to happen. (laughs) It takes work on both parts. Right. So by learning some of this, these insights and these secrets that some of them are very easy and very actionable. You don't, it doesn't require a background in PR to do a lot of what I'm teaching in my course, but there's a process and there's things that, you know, you you need to know. And if you have any type of digital marketing experience, it's only a layer on top of to give you more expertise and more power. Yeah. Can you share with us a little snippet or maybe a little tip that you share in your course? Sure. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So in module one, I go through all of the different um, possible channels of public relations. Mm -hmm. And like I said, Google is a channel and you gave a great example of um, the fact that you, you get the SEO juice power from getting, you know, if you get featured in any type of publication, hopefully they give you a link and that helps in your search. But one thing, you know, that I like to you know, an exercise is to go and search your brand name or go and search your, you know, your keyword phrase that you're trying to, to, um, to get results for on page one of Google and especially your brand, your brand name. So having your LinkedIn and your Twitter and your Facebook and your Instagram profiles optimized Mm -hmm. so that um, when you do it, somebody does a search for your, for a brand name, on Google, you you want to own as much as possible on page one of Google. Yeah. Um, so having those social channels optimized, that's basically free exposure, free PR yeah. on page one of Google. And then Google also has this product called Google My Business. And over the past 10 years, it's become harder and harder to get exposure. Yeah. Um, page one on, on Google. Um, but, and you have to kind of, you know, play their game and use their products. And so becoming... Um, proficient in Google My Business and leveraging the power that what that gives you on page one of Google. So it's, it's basically like, it's almost like a mini, you know, kind of like you can do updates, you can do, you know, update images. So when somebody's searching, you get all of this exposure and many brands don't take advantage of that Google My Business Mm. as like, as basically a PR play. So you want to do updates. If you have a book, if you have a course, if you have an event, all of that can be featured on page one of Google. It just takes, you know, basically, you know, time to optimize it every day and, and update it. Yeah. Yeah. Google, it's funny. I've, I think I found two clients through my Google, my business page and updating right. that and like trying to keep that, you know, 
update. And I think because some people like me who, who, you know, rock a service and maybe not like a product or have a storefront or something like that, maybe think that they don't need exactly. But people care, people look at the reviews, they look at, you know, all of those things where you're located, all of that. So yeah, definitely keeping that, that updated is, is great advice. On the flip side, what is something like in this industry that you're just like, everyone, please stop listening to this advice. It's terrible for you. Like it's not good. It's not healthy. Um, Or something that's just like super outdated um, in your industry. Well, it's kind of like the opposite. So what is, what is outdated is just focusing on traditional media. Yeah. And just focusing on, on, on that. And a lot of PR professionals and agencies don't get, don't kind of get out of their lane. And so I recommend that, that, um, you know, you're leaving so much on the table by just focusing on traditional media outreach. And I just recommend, um, you know, going to a conference that's maybe on search marketing, Mm -hmm. going to a conference that's on social media marketing, because, and this is for any type of industry, like just get out of your lane and learn more so that you can apply these strategies to, um, you know, I'm using the example of, of PR and it's not just all about press releases. It's not just all about pitching um, traditional media. But I, I also want to say that press releases are not dead. You know, you mm-hmm. kind of hear that like, all, oh, press releases are dead. SEO is dead. You know, social media is dead, whatever right. the whatever is dead. But yeah. it's not. Press releases are still part of the equation. There's just so much so so much more that you can package in to um, to just doing press releases and just doing a one and done you know press release once a year. Yeah. Before you mentioned um, uh, the phrase social proof, and I talk about social proof all the time until I'm blue in the face with with a lot of my clients. But um, I would just love to hear a little bit more, or maybe explained a little, because I th- feel like it's kind of like a a new buzzword phrase, maybe that some people mm-hmm. haven't heard of. Um, so if you could explain, explain a little bit more of what social proof is and, and why it's important. Sure. So let's just say, you know, you were interviewed in um, Forbes magazine. I'll just use yeah. Forbes because you see a lot, you know, at the bottom of a website mm-hmm. as seen in, and then they have the logos, you know, maybe it's like HGTV or, right. you know, these media outlets. And in order to, to really be able to say that, you have to be, you know, get earned media coverage. Mm. And so that is like the the most, you know, black and white example of social proof is just being able to, you know, be as seen in and use that logo on your website. But also what makes it even more valuable is you can use it in your advertising. Mm. So that's when PR becomes, you know, a a big um, um, influence to, to the, to the success of your, let's just say, Facebook ad campaigns or Google ad campaigns. So to be able to say in an ad, as seen in Forbes or in C, as seen in, you know, whatever XYZ publication, yeah. um, those ads end up performing much better and at a lower cost. Mm-hmm. So public relations and social proof is going to help lower your other digital marketing costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I don't know about, you know, anyone else, but I am constantly getting, uh, you know, DMs of like, let us put you in Forbes, blah, 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 as, you know, top 10, you know, marketers of 2021. Um, and then you click into it. And I actually had a client who was like, oh, this is interesting. Let's, let's get into it. Um, 
And then you click into it and they're like, great. So for you to be on Forbes subsidiary, uh, you know, magazine, that's actually called like Forbes, I don't know, uh, something different, right? It's not, this is not main Forbes, right? It's like a kind of an underlay. Oh, the, the advisory council. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or um, like another one that I see often is like uh, fast, com- uh, fast Company or Yahoo something something or CBS News, but it's like, you know, it's a different thing, right? And so when you look into it, they're like, okay, great. So for you to get published on that, it's going to be $1,200. We'll do a 500 word write-up and then mm-hmm. we'll get that in in there. So I would just love to hear your thoughts on that type of, um, you know, talking about the difference between, I guess, earned and paid and the validity of, you know, going with one of these companies that are doing those types of publishing. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I haven't seen, I mean, other than, you know, getting published mm-hmm. and, you know, I have not seen like real results yeah. from that as far as, you know, you're not going to get, it's not going to be searchable, let's say in the publication, you know, mm-hmm. it's behind like another gated piece. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is a way to kind of hack the system and, and get that social proof. Um it's it's just not going to give you like the other benefits of of sure. PR. You're, yeah. you're not going to another journalist isn't going to be searching. Let's just say for your brand name, it's most likely not going to come up as a as a search result in Google, um, just because it's not it's not under that that same umbrella from what I've right. experienced. And, yeah. and and it's expensive. Um, you don't have um, 100% control over it. Mm-hmm. Um, not that you do in PR anyway. But if you're paying for something to be placed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would recommend, you know, look at look at the options, you know, maybe ask for referrals from other people that have signed up for it and see what they thought, you know, if they felt like they got an ROI. But another alternative to doing something like that is just becoming a contributing writer for a publication. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way that gives you kind of that expertise and you're the authority source of being, you know, the writer in that, um, you know, whatever your 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 area of expertise might be. And so those, those are also some good ways to, um, to kind of like get the ball rolling with getting exposure. And, you know, by, by being a contributor, you're able to interview people and meet more people and, you know, use that as leverage for new business development. And yeah, yeah. I, um, I like that, you know, finding a way to, to be a contributor. That's a really interesting avenue to, to pursue, to pursue. So, um, just wanting to learn a little bit more about you and starting your business and how that journey has been and, and kind of the shifts. I I know you mentioned that you kind of, um, let go of the clients that you had before and made such a huge shift to kind of be more available. So what had you make that transition? So I, um, my, the way that I started my business was kind of by accident. I started freelancing with another um, girl that was, she was a commercial artist. So mm-hmm. we just kind of referred, she would refer writing to me. I would refer artwork to her. And then we got so busy that we ended up just joining forces and officially starting an agency. Yeah. And um, that was back in the nineties. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, you know, like I said, I've been an agency owner that we, you know, were a corporate communications agency. And then we turned into a digital agency that specialized in um, tech startups, which was very exciting. Yeah. Um, 
to the, and now most recently my agency focused on PR, SEO, and social. And I just got burned out. You know, I just got burned out of the whole service side of business and clients that were toxic and had unrealistic expectations. Yeah. So um, I started these couple passion projects uh, a couple years ago. One of them is called Female Disruptors. Mm -hmm. And the other one um, was just creating this course, you know, based on my book. And I just realized I couldn't do it all at the same time. Like it just wasn't realistic. And I kept getting pulled into the agency side and the client mix and, you know, it's having a really profitable, one of, one of the most profitable best years ever, but it just really wasn't bringing me joy. Mm. So I just said, let me just, you know, take this as an opportunity to do what is really bringing me joy or, and what I want to focus on. And so Female Disruptors was one of the brands that I'm trying to, to build and yeah. um, my course is the other. And, um, you know, it's it's been, you know, it's interesting now I'm my own client sure. <laughs> instead of having the client. So it's like, right. wait, where is that press release, Lisa? Right. You know? right. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, one of the things that I'm really excited about is um, female disruptors. So we're, we're hosting, I'm hosting the first virtual summit, um, female disruptor summit in January, okay. where the speakers are these, um, you know, past females that I've interviewed that are disrupting in their space, whether it's their industry or, um, their business. And so they're coming together with, um, with me for this event to teach the future female disruptors, um, you know, actionable tips to success and sharing their stories. And it's a blend of Gen Z, Gen yeah. uh, Millennials, Gen X, Y, and even boomers are all learning from each other. So cool. I'm really excited about that and, yeah. and my course as well. And, you know, still being a, a, a business owner, but just a different, like, it's just, it, it's okay to do a reset and not do the same thing yes. forever. Just because you start a business doesn't mean you have to do it forever. The same yes. business. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. A, a different version, a whole reset, a whole wipe and restart, you know, is, is always accepted. Yeah. yeah. And kind of ditching some of that fear and just being like, you know what? I'm not happy and I want to find joy, just like you were saying. And it's okay to make those decisions for yourself. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I highly yeah. recommend it. <laughs> I think I think women have a hard time, you know, letting go of something that they started. You know, it's yeah. like this like clutter, you know. Yeah. It's really clutter. Mm-hmm. And you just have to, you know, figure out a way to kind of reset and yeah. let go of it. Right, right. Well, um, the last part I like to get into is kind of a speed round, especially when we're talking a little bit more about your journey in entrepreneurship and all those things. So I'm going to ask you just a few fun questions um, yeah. so we can learn a little bit more about you. So especially now that you've you know kind of transitioned and maybe have a little bit more time, like what is your favorite way to take care of yourself, like mind, body, soul? Like how do you take care of yourself? So yoga has been my my go-to for the past 20 years to the to the extent that I actually went and got my yoga certification a few years back. Cool. And so that's kind of just like a staple in my yeah. my week and my day and I'm I very much like hot yoga. That's been yes. just over the past 3 months I've just really gotten into that. Yeah. I like it because it's it's mind body spirit but it's also a great um detox, you know, it's, yes. it's a, you know, you're, you walk out of there, like sweating, like you just walked wow. out of a pool. Yes. Um, and most recently I started doing Qigong. So I've been oh. doing that 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night. 
just some random, you know, I'll just find some something on, on YouTube. Yeah. There's a couple of my favorites, but that's a great way to really um, get your positive chi, positive energy going. And it, yeah. I found it to be super helpful. Yeah. I love hot yoga. Sometimes it's like, I'm just going to lay here for 15 minutes. Yeah. Right. It's okay. You know, and it's yes. acceptable. <laughs> I love that. So, um, you know, getting into all the busyness with, you know, owning a business and, and, you know, all these amazing things that you're building. Um, what would you do if you had 10 hours back in your week for yourself? I would do more artwork. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Is it like digital art or like drawing or painting? Um, I would say, well, I just got, I started doing painting. I started this oh. course called, it was 22 days of um, painting and meditation by um, Whitney Freya. And she's amazing. So my daughter and I started doing it together and it's, I, we started in August and I'm yeah. on day 16. So gotcha. that tells you that <laughs> I thought I'd be done by September and, <laughs> and it's not a full day. It's like a half yeah. hour. Right, right. Life of an entrepreneur, you know, you get in where you get in, right? Right. (laughs) That's really cool. That's cool. Um, And then my last question that I always like to ask is if today, Lisa, I gave you $20,000 and a plane ticket, where would you go and how would you spend that 20 grand? Um, That's a great question. I would go to Australia. Fun. And I don't know how I would spend it, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. I would go to Australia and maybe look up some some yoga retreats or some yeah. sort of yeah art art workshop, something like that. Some yeah. some sort of experience. Yeah, definitely. Australia. I've always wanted to go, and then I saw the size of the spiders, and then I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> well, if someone is listening and they're saying, I need help or I'm interested in PR, I'm really interested in your course um, and, and, and want to read your book, like where can they find you? Sure. So you can go to thebuyergroup.com and that has all links to all of the different things that I've talked about in my course, um, Female Disruptors. You can also go to femaledisruptors.com and find out about that event. Or if you know a female disruptor that should be featured, I'm open to um, all kinds of news on female disruptors. So thebuyergroup.com and femaledisruptors.com. Great. Well, thank you, Lisa, for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been my pleasure. It's so, so great. And thank you everyone for listening to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed. If you are a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.prosavvyas.com. Um, if you got something out of this interview and would like to share this episode on social media, please do. Um, and we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. So make sure you don't miss out on any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote this show and mean a lot to me and my team. So thanks for listening. See you guys next time. to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed. If you are a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.prosavvyas.com dash podcast slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and text it to your friend or post it on the socials. If you know of someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them in social media and let them know about the show and include hashtag Savvy Book 
and blessed. I love seeing your posts and I love your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Give your thumbs up ratings and reviews. We definitely go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me and my team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.